Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. As always, I am still Brent Coley, your host, elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. And joining me today on the other coast, I believe, John Harper. John, how are you doing, man? Brent, man, I'm awesome. It's it's beautiful on this coast as well. I am on the East Coast, and it is a beautiful day today. 80 degrees, sunny, and just awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love because we I think we had a high of 81 today, and I always feel guilty when I talk with somebody who's like in Minnesota or something like that, and they're under a foot of snow, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> had shorts right. shirts on, so... Awesome. Well, John, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to share some stories today. But for anyone, you have a podcast. That is how I uh, got in contact with you. But for anyone not familiar with you, who is John Harper? Absolutely. I guess first and foremost, I consider myself a father. I have a 12-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old son, um, married to a wonderful woman. And in education, I am currently a vice principal at an elementary school of about, I don't know, about 450 kids on the East Coast of Maryland. My passions are blogging and podcasting. And my bad is the main podcast, the podcast that I host, but I've actually just started a new podcast. I'm co-hosting with Mandy Freilich called Teacher's Aid. It's all about providing uh, social emotional support for teachers. And, you know, I've been lucky over the last uh, three or four years to hear a lot of powerful stories from a lot of amazing educators on on my bed. And so it's it's been a gift and it's been an honor for people to have them trust me with their stories. And it's it's been a, it's been a fun ride. That's awesome. I'm uh, I'm actually been riding back and forth with Mandy trying to get her uh, on as a guest for for teaching tales. So hopefully that will work out as well. And yeah, you referenced my bad before we started recording. I think you and I are similar uh, in that we both believe in the power of storytelling. And one of the things that I love about uh, your podcast, My Bad, for anyone who has not yet heard that podcast, it's awesome. You, you need to go and subscribe, not right now, finish, finish listening to this episode first, but then go subscribe to My Bad. And it's all about, John, you, you have a different guest on each time and share mistakes that teachers make and the lessons that they learn from them. And I just think that that's so powerful because, I mean, you and I both know as administrators at elementary schools, we're constantly telling our students, it's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from them. And you're like doing that with adults, like having giving them a platform to share their mistakes, be transparent so that other people can learn from them. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, you hit on something there. You know, a lot of times we ask kids to do things. We ask them to share about their day or what they're having a tough time. You know, we, we probe and question them because we want to get to know them and we want to be able to help them. But a lot of times, you know, we haven't reciprocated. We haven't given to them the stories that move us. We haven't told them much about ourselves. And so I think that's so important as as teachers, as administrators, in any role you have, as, you know, parents, as friends you know the, the more you give the more you're going to get back and people are going to trust you if they know you, they can be vulnerable with you but first i think you have to be vulnerable with them and i think that that means everything absolutely yeah building that relationship with the kids showing that transparency that vulnerability they will open up a whole lot more than they would without that so 
I mean, the theme for this title of this episode, I've, I've called it learning from our mistakes to kind of piggyback on the platform that you have with my bad. Um, I'm thinking we can both share a my bad story. I've, I've got a, a mistake that I have made that uh, I can share, but, I'll, and this is gonna sound bad, I'll give you the platform for, first to tell us about your mistake first, John. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, whatever works, I don't mind. I, I do it quite often. I write about them and talk about them, so that's fine. I've, yeah, because we've all because we've got we've all got tons of them. We, I make them every single day. So, yeah, if you got a story to share, go for it. Sure. I mean, I'll be honest. The ones I see a lot of different types, but the ones that I've been making recently are, and the one that I'll probably share about has to do with with judging a situation, judging someone before I have all the facts. And it's it's very easy to do and in education you know we have to make i forget the number thousands of decisions a day and we're always reacting mm -hmm. and sometimes we have to make judgments but you know when it comes to judging people i don't think we do have to make judgments so quickly and i've been, I've been guilty of that recently and there was a day recently where i had to take my daughter to get some blood work done and we you know i wanted to do it before school so i had to take her at 7 a.m and we timed it perfectly so i could drop her off at 7 a.m get it done in about 15 or 20 minutes, drop her off at school, and then drive my 30-minute commute to work and be there by 8. I had everything timed out perfectly. I thought, this is going to be good. So we got there, and we're in the parking lot. And I see somebody else there, and I'm thinking, oh, this isn't good. The no. door's not open yet. So we, we, we go up there, we look, still not open. 7.05, still not open. 7.10, still not open. I'm thinking, okay, this is typical. This is typical places like this. This is in my brain. Finally, a woman comes up, opens the door, you know, Roy didn't give any hi or hello or I'm sorry. Just opened the door and then went behind, started turning the lights on. And I'm thinking, oh, this is this is good. Not only was she late, but she's got that attitude. Yeah. And, you know, we sit down and I'm thinking, I'm going to be late for work. This is inconsiderate. These people, I mean, not when I say these people, the people that work in, uh, you know, like blood, blood places like that, they always seem to be late. Always yeah. seem to keep you waiting. They're not friendly. And really, if I'm if I'm honest with myself, they always are. But somehow, it's it's kind of like the DMV. We have that image as a stereotype, <laughs> but a lot of times my experiences have been good. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is typical. But you know, they call me to go up, and I hand them my insurance card, and I'm getting ready to pay. And I overhear the woman who opened up talk to another person who had just gotten there, say something like, you know, they just called you too, huh? And she said, yeah, yeah they called me. So and so couldn't come into work. And then it hit me that, wait a minute, these two ladies probably just got called about 30 minutes ago to come to work. And I'm sitting here complaining because I had to wait 10 minutes and complaining in my brain. I didn't say anything out loud, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm judging this woman on something that, you know, I was totally off. I mean, you know, it, it, I was, I'm fairly certain that she probably just got called that morning, last minute to come in to cover for someone. And here I am making a judgment about her. And I, you know... I explained that to my daughter, who's 12. I said, and I explained the whole thing to her so that she understood that, you know, and in that moment, her dad was an idiot and judged somebody. And she's used to me being an idiot and explaining stories like that. But, you know, it's so powerful because so often we make judgments about people and we really have no idea. I mean, we hear it a lot. You know, everybody's fighting the battle. Everybody's got something going on. And especially in schools with our students and with our teachers, there's so many things they're going through. And, you know, we don't always know them, and we're not going to always know them. But I think the one thing we can do is before we make a judgment, at least try to get to know them. And I didn't on that day. Luckily, 
you know, I didn't act out. I didn't say anything stupid. You know, I could have. I was thinking things that were stupid. I was, I was just making judgments on her, but I didn't. And so that was my big mistake. I, I seem to be making more and more of those recently, and I, I'm, I'm trying to slow down and really give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they, they deserve it. And that's the same thing I want for myself. Yeah. No, well, just know you're not the only one who's made that mistake. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've made that mistake, and I think anyone listening, I think we've all made that mistake. And what, what, a, what a powerful reminder to, like you said, everybody's got something going on. And on the surface, it looked like, geez, guys, you're late, and not even a sorry. But right. said, they weren't even, they, those, those two ladies probably weren't even supposed to be there that day. They they last minute stepped up to the plate. I mean, <clears throat> and with kids, I mean, you, you, you're, you're vice principal. I mean, I'm in an elementary level as, uh, school as well. And that just reminds me, I mean, there's a verse in Proverbs that the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've had those types of things where uh, you hear about something of a student saying, so-and-so did this to me. And I don't know, if you've ever had that happen, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that so-and-so did that. And you ever had that happen? And then you go and you find out and guess what? Kiddo didn't do that. You didn't have all, I mean, I have learned yes, that yes, many yes, times. times. <laughs> no, I'll be no, honest, I have another story. story. You don't mind me sharing go for it. One. Yeah. But I had one that happened about seven years ago where I'm, I'm on bus duty and I'm standing there and it was one of my favorite parts of the day because I get to see a lot of the kids come in. And I see this kid just jump off the bus, maybe third or fourth grade, and roundhouse punch this other kid in the shoulder. And I yep. snatched him up. I you know, grabbed him by the hand or the wrist, probably tighter than I should have, and marched him to my office with the kid that he had hit and just tore into him. I'm like, what in the world are you doing? What made you think that was okay? There was no reason you should have your hands on him. This is ridiculous. I'm going to call your mom, this, that, and the other. I didn't, didn't even give him a chance to talk. He says, Mr. Harper, Mr. Harper, Mr. Harper. I said, what? He said, I did that. Because the boy that I hit stole my bike out of my shed last night. And all morning, he's been on the bus bragging to everybody on the bus about how he stole my bike right out of my shed. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, snap. You know, I'm like, I, I would have been angry too. And I'm not saying that violence is the best thing, but you know, I made a judgment about who was the most wrong and who was, you know, I made a judgment about him. And that, that bothered me that I did that because, you know, I, the one thing we can't do is deny kids their anger and deny people their feelings. And he definitely had every right to be angry. And, you know, I always say it's comparable to someone stealing our car and then riding around the block the next day, honking the horn with the windows down, just <laughs> bragging that they have our car. I mean, I'd be livid. I'd, I'd yeah. want to go. I don't know what, but no, I mean, that quote that you, that you said is perfect. I mean, I, I've, I've been definitely guilty of that. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love what you said there about, because I have those conversations with kids too. And I think it's, it's really important to validate like the feelings, like when kids say something like you said, Hey, it's okay to be angry. I mean, or, I mean, like it's natural. I mean, I can understand how you were feeling there. It's just how to, how are we going to respond to it? And, and you know what? Yeah, I, I probably would have wanted to hit him too, <laughs> but, right. but, but, but you can't, you can't do that. Like I, I, and I've just seen like when you when you're honest like that with kids and you validate their feelings like, hey, I can understand your and appreciate your your frustration and your anger. Even I probably would have felt the same way. You kind of see them come down 
And then you can have that conversation more openly about, however, <laughs> we have to yeah. express it in different ways. They see that you're real. I mean, if you put up that thing where, you know, you're never going to hit somebody and you're never going to do that. And then, you know, especially that's the same thing with parents, you know. At first, before I had children, you know, I would hear parents say, and I'm sure you hear this, well, I told my kid if somebody hits them, hit them back. Yep. And the first time you hear that, before you have kids, you think that's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. And the first time you get that call that something's happened to one of your, your children, you think, gosh, I wish my kid would have at least, you know, I, I don't know. You know, you, you, think dif- you think differently. Yeah. You know, you understand why a parent wants a kid to sort of take up for themselves. And I'm not, con- you know, condoning violence whatsoever, but it, it resonates much differently. And when you have that conversation with parents and you say, you know what, I'm a parent first. Yep. I try to always say that I'm a parent first and I definitely hear your anger and I'm going to take care of this situation. Yeah. But it's easy to cast judgment before, you know, before knowing everything. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll share a story now about uh, one of my bads. This happened way back in my first, in my very first year of teaching. Um, yet it still haunts me so to speak but i mean i remember i don't know about when you were in the classroom classroom management for me i remember when i was getting my teaching credential just i i i believed then i still believe that classroom management is really really important and i remember like in my student teaching i really worked hard on developing those classroom management skills because i knew that if chaos reigned in the room maximum learning wasn't going to take place and so when I got hired for my first teaching position, it was fourth grade. I mean, I established that structure from day one, that routine from day one. We had fun in class, but there was order. There was no swinging from the chandeliers in my room. I ran a tight ship and I felt good about how things were going until <laughs> incident happened and I got a reality check, uh, the, the proverbial slap upside the head. Mm-hmm. It was one morning and my kids were working at their desks and I had one, one, one little girl, we'll call her Ariana. And she was back at the, cl- at the classroom computer. And this is like 1996. So the classroom computer, the one without internet in the back of the room. So, and the rest of the class was working on something independently. I don't even remember what they were doing, but she was back on the computer and I was up in the front of the room prepping for like the next lesson. And I remember Ariana walked up to me. And she said, she kind of motioned me like, hey, Mr. Cole, can you come to the front of the classroom? Like she wanted to tell me something privately. So I walked up to her and she kind of looked to make sure nobody was listening. And she got real close and she whispered, Mr. Coley, I wet my pants. And I remember kind of whispering back like, oh, no. And I, and I remember asking her, I said, why didn't you ask me if you could go to the restroom? And John, what she said to me, I did not expect, but she looked me right in the eyes. May it well has been a punch in the gut. She looked me right in the eyes and she said, I thought you'd say no. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. So I mean, at that moment, I could not have felt any lower. I quietly sent her up to the office. She got a change of clothes. Thankfully, nobody was nobody they were none the wiser nobody knew what had happened she came back and it was great but it was like such such a 
unfortunate example that my priorities were so misaligned that I was so focused on classroom structure and order and routine that I had failed to build the relationships with these kids to the point that a nine-year-old girl was afraid to ask me to go to the bathroom to the point that she wet herself. And it's just, oh, wow. oh my gosh. But, and I'm, I mean, I'm not happy it happened, but I'm glad it happened in my first year so that that is just stuck in my mind. And now I know relationships. I've got to build mm -hmm. relationships. I've got to make my classroom do I now. I still believe classroom management is important. I mean, you're an administrator, you can walk into a classroom and you can tell within five seconds what the level of engagement is in the classroom. <laughs> if, if you don't right. have management, it doesn't matter what the teacher is saying. So you have to have that, but, but going forward, it's like, but it's gotta be safe. It's gotta be comfortable. The students have to feel like they can approach their teacher. And in that instant with that student, I totally blew it. And I did not. How did you change? How did you change going forward? Like from that moment on? Um, I, I just, number one, I was like, I would like the rest of that year. I'm constantly remembering it. And it was like, we still had the rules. We still had the high expectations and things like that. But I made it a, a point to get to know students more mm -hmm. to on like more of a personal level. Hey, how was your soccer game that week that, that past weekend? Oh, and just, really trying to get down on their level and not be the high and mighty teacher who is the giver of all rules type thing. And I didn't, didn't feel like I was that at the beginning, but I obviously, I was to a degree, <laughs> at least, at least for that student. At least to her. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, do you think she was justified in, I mean, I guess obviously she was, cause that was her perception. I mean, she obviously felt that you were going to say no. What, what made her think that you would, you would say no? I think that it was probably, you know what, you need to make sure that you're going to the bathroom at recess and, and, and these are the times that we do this. These are the times that we do that. And I don't remember exactly what my structure was, but my guess, it was, it would probably something along the lines of make sure you take your, carry your business when you need to take care of your business. And she didn't do that or whatever. And mm -hmm. I mean, but Ouch. I mean, just telling that story still is kind of like, oh my God, right. it may, it, it was as if she punched me in the gut and I, and Did you have to talk to her parent. Um, boy, I don't even, I don't, I don't even remember to be honest. It's, right. it's I mean, but the thing that the silver lining in that story is nobody, nobody knew. So there, right. I mean, she had, embarrassment i'm sure but it wasn't there wasn't public humiliation or anything like that i mean that if that that's good oh my gosh i don't know i don't know what i would have done so i'm, I'm just thankful again it was a huge mistake i'm thankful mm -hmm. it happened early on in my career so that and now that i'm it just like i said it, it realigned my priorities it's not about rules it's about relationships and if you don't have relationships the rules don't matter and now that I'm at a, as a, a site administrator, principal of an elementary school, it's like, it's even more important now, I think that because now I've, I mean, we've got nearly 900 kids at our school. Well, I really strive to build those relationships with them so that when I have to have a conversation about maybe they didn't, maybe they made a poor choice or didn't meet expectations, 
there's a relationship built so that they can open up to me, accept responsibility, whatever it is. So do you have children? I do. I have a 13 and a 17 year old. Okay. So I guess, and I guess it's things I think about this, like when these things happen and I do this, I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, if my daughter came home or my son came home, my son's seven. So it might be more likely for him. He came home and said the teacher didn't let him use the bathroom or did, or he didn't feel comfortable with the teacher enough to let them use the bathroom. I would have been angry at that teacher. So yeah. it's, that, that I always go back to that thinking too. I'm thinking, God, you know, when I make mistakes like that, I'm thinking I got to be the teacher, you know, that I would want a kid to be in my classroom. That's what I expect from everybody. Yeah. And if, and if that would have happened and I've learned, cause geez, the number of times that I have blown it. And if a teacher comes or says something and, and just saying like, my bad to take, <laughs> to, to, to borrow from your, your title of your podcast is, and just own it and say like, you're right. I blew it. And I'm going to do everything in my power to try to make that right. And I think there's such power in that apology because, because I did with the student, I, I really tried to go over like, I am so sorry. You can always come to me and really tried to uh, <laughs> communicate to her. I don't want, I don't want you to feel like that. But yeah, if the parent comes to me, geez, w- what could I say? No, she, it's her fault. I mean, I'm not going right. to do that. Um, although, unfortunately, I think some people do, or some people would, but I, I don't know. And I think another thing, I mean, having made that mistake, when you, uh, when you encounter teachers that make mistakes or you observe teachers that makes, make mistakes, it, it helps you to be a little bit more forgiving because, you know, if you had made that mistake and you were to hear that one of your teachers did that, you know, you'd want to go off. Yeah. At first, you'd be like, how in the world can you not do that? And you still talk to them about that. But then at least you have a little more, I think, a little more empathy. You're thinking, you know what? I did this once, too. I may have been young, but I did this once, too. Okay, here's what you're going to do. you got to build a relationship, and you got to do this, this, and this. But it helps you build that relationship, and you have a little bit more empathy towards someone who's made that mistake. Yeah, and I think as, as in, a, in a leadership position, I try, I mean, my teachers, they'll tell you, I mean, I, I like to tell a lot, tell a lot of stories and I like to be very transparent just in terms of whether it's giving bad homework, for example, when we're talking about modifying our homework practices and being really reflective on why we're doing what we're doing. When I've had led those discussions with my staff, I like raise my hand and say, like, I'm leading the parade for somebody who gave bad homework sometimes. Like, I, this is not necessarily you're doing it wrong and I did it right. It's, I th- just think it's so much more when we're transparent and we're vulnerable and we're just honest. Like, I'm not perfect, guys. I blew it. And I don't want you to blow it like I did. Or nobody ever tell, nobody ever asked me to reflect on why I was doing this. And that's why I'm doing it for you to try to help you because nobody did it for me. So, no, it's so important. And I mean, I'll be honest, I think. I don't know about you, but I think teaching is so much harder today than it was when you and I were teaching. I don't know how long ago it's been since you taught. It's been 11 years since I've taught, and it's so much harder nowadays. Teachers have so much more on their plate. Oh, it's been – I've been out of the classroom for seven years, and uh, it is – yeah, just in those seven, it is immensely more complicated, more more is required of them, more things are put on their plate, uh, expectations, standards have increased. I mean, it's – Absolutely. 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 So, well, John, <clears throat> good conversation, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, Thank you. I enjoyed it. 
I appreciate you sharing, uh, sharing those stories about, um, like you said, being careful to judge. Cause again, anyone listening, we've all been there. We've all been there. So, uh, and John, for anyone who wants to get a hold of you, uh, or, or, or follow you online, listen to your podcast, uh, how can they reach out and connect with you? I'd say the best way to find me is just to go on BAM Radio Network and look for My Bad or look for Teacher's Aid. Okay. Teach, teacher's Aid, is that is that's the new one with... Uh, with Mandy. With Mandy, okay. I, well, I, I have not... I was, I'm not aware of that one yet, but I'm going to go get it next. And, and you're on Twitter as well. So, um, And like I said, guys, it, gals, if you're listening got to get my bad subscribe to it because it is it is good stuff if you enjoyed this episode that's his podcast <laughs> he's got a lot of and it's just educators from all over the country sharing their mistakes and i just i love it i love the concept because it's what we ask of our students we ask them to fail we encourage risk taking we don't want to penalize them for that. And I think we need to model that as adults. Hey, I blew it. This is what I tried. It didn't work or I just completely screwed up. And here's what I learned from it. And I just love it. So John, thank you for taking the time and, and for, for providing the platform for educators to share their stories. So I really, really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Brent. It's been an honor to be on here. And it's, it's an honor to get to talk to people each week. So thanks so much. And ho hopefully I'd like to have you on. Uh, anytime. Let me know. I would, I would be honored to be a guest. That would be awesome. So absolutely. All right. And for anybody listening, once again, if you haven't yet subscribed to, to Teaching Tales, subscribe. Then you don't have to check the website. It's automatically going to be delivered to your phone each time a new episode is uh, released. And once again, would really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, uh, drop a review in iTunes, Google Play, because that helps. Again, it helps get the word out to other people. It's not about ratings or egos or anything like that. But if you like it, please drop a review because it allows more people to hear it. Once again, for everyone listening, thank you for taking the time. And until next time, have a good one.